Gratitude is a mark of maturity. Um, Are you sure you didn't listen to Jeremy Turner? <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, is that what he said? Yeah. Oh. Really? Well, um, he talks a lot about that. Oh, well, yeah, it is. I mean, because, like, an ingratitude is a mark of immaturity because um, you, you see with children a lot of times they're ungrateful. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it... it as you mature, you learn to appreciate what people do for you. When you're a child, when you're a child and you're immature, everything is about you, right? I need my this, I need my that, I need my needs met. And um, as you begin to mature, your, your eyes begin to be open to see the things that other people do for you. And... And you become truly grateful. And the thing is, is there's a difference between a mature person is, is truly grateful for what they receive because they see what is behind uh, whenever somebody does something for them, right? Uh, and the thing is, is there's a lot of people that have been taught to be outwardly grateful, to say thank you, yes. I know when I was growing up, um, you were taught, especially in Texas, you were taught to say yes, sir, yes, you know, yes, sir, no, sir, thank you, and you know, you were taught just to be like that, out of kind of a habit and stuff. And so, um, there are people who are by habit they're they're um, courteous, right? But you can be courteous and not be grateful. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. you, you can be a person who is outwardly courteous, a person that can say thank you and say all the right things, but yet you, you don't see the things that people do for you. You don't see the sacrifice that people make for you. You don't see what it costs uh, a person to, to do something for you or to give you something or, or whatever it is. And so, yeah, um, basically it's a part of the maturing process to, to see the things that people do for you and to be truly grateful. And so, <clears throat> um, so we do as we mature just in a physical sense, we want to learn to be grateful. We want to, you know, and it's, uh, sometimes it's, it's intentional. Sometimes you, you have to, um, you have to just, you have to think, you have to be intentional. You have to think about what people are doing for you. You know what I'm saying? Because it's easy to just fall into routine. It's easy just to say, oh, hey, thanks for this or, you know, or whatever and stuff without um, thinking of the sacrifice that people make for us. And, uh, you know, sometimes there, there are times when people do go out of their way, when people, uh, when it costs someone to do something for us. And we don't even realize it, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, so, just part of us growing up and maturing as human beings, we want to become people who see the sacrifices that people make for us, who see um, the gift behind the gift, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and uh, but, um, but specifically, we want to be people of gratitude towards God. Um, you know, I think that the road to Phariseeism is the one where you forget what God has saved you from. Um, like the things that you were saying about what God has delivered you from and what God is delivering you from, that's it. 
you know, I mean, because um, that creates gratitude in our hearts towards God. Gratitude, and, and gratitude creates worship. You, and the, the whole thing is, is we as human beings were created to worship. We are designed by nature to worship. Every single society in the history of mankind has been a singing society. People in every society, people in every country, people in every nation, people in every whatever, that people sing. Even people that don't sing outwardly, they sing songs inside their heart. You know what I'm saying? And so, it's like, where did that come from? That comes from God. God has put it in the heart of mankind to be worshipers. We worship. We can't help it. Uh, and the thing is, is like, uh, you know, as, as, as believers and stuff like that, we, we're, a lot of times we try to urge people, hey, worship God, worship, you know, um, and, and give, be thankful, be grateful towards God. Well, here's the thing. We are, and we give, we, we are worshipers and we worship something. something. We, we all worship something. And the question is, is what you're worshiping, is it worthy Okay, because we can worship movie stars, we can worship rock stars, we can worship um, people that we look up to at school or at work or whatever, but, but are those people worthy of your worship? And if you think that they are, what have they done for you that is worthy to be worshipped? Um, I know that, you, you know, it's like I, I've got a... Uh, my brother and his wife, they're, they're, they worship all the Hollywood stars and they, you know, they like to keep up on the latest, uh, you know, what the latest stars are doing and things like that. And, I'm, and, they, and they like, they put them on these pedestals and I'm like, well, what has that person ever done for you? And what would that person do for you? Right? Certainly wouldn't die for you. Certainly wouldn't die for you. And most of them, you know, it's like a, even when, when all the elections come along and all these um, rich Hollywood people are like, well, you need to give your money to these people. And it's like, well, what have they ever given to me? And I'm not saying that our, our relationships are this, well, um, uh, what have you given me? And then if you give me something, I'll give you back. I mean, that's all of the world. But my point is, is that um, <coughs> as far as I know, there's only one person that created you. And as far as I know, there's only one person that came and died for you and rose again from the dead for you and it's going to call you into heaven to be with him forever. Yeah. And uh, so we, we worship and our hearts so easily go out to worship things. And I, I'm not saying that we're, we can't enjoy the things of this world or can't, um, can't take, you know, I like to watch the cowboys every now and then and stuff, but... I'm just saying that there's there's something more worthy than all of that. And when our hearts see that, when our hearts come to a face-to-face -face realization of our sins and of how unclean we are and of how much we are in need of a Savior, when, when that happens and when that Savior comes down, steps down from heaven into your living room and says, I accept you. And I receive you unto myself. Mm -hmm. And you're and you're like, why? Mm -hmm. 
You're like, why would you accept me? What, what is there in me that you would want? And, but that's the thing. The first step is coming to that realization. You can't, we can't come to God. We can't come to Jesus. We can't come to Him without first realizing there is nothing good in me. Mm-hmm. And all my, even my best actions are tainted with something unclean. Even my best desires have selfishness in them. Every, the, my very best thing that I have to offer is not even good close to being worthy. And it's only as we come to that realization that we see our need for a Savior. And that's the problem with the world. That's the problem with religious people. That's the problem with people who just go to church is that we're just... we. For a lot of us, it's a, it can be a social thing. For a lot of us, it can be... Um, what our, 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 our families want. It, it can be, we can be doing it for any multitude of reasons. But the change will only ever come when we come to realization, when we come face to face with who we are in a mirror. And part of the problem with that is that we like to lie to ourselves. We like mm-hmm. to tell ourselves that we're better than we actually are. That, you know what, I'm really not that bad. Hey, I, I, I got all these good qualities, you know, okay, I, I screw up a little bit here and there, but I'm not that bad. And we always like to point at the guy next to us and go, that guy, now that guy's bad, right? And, you know, and, but we need, it's only when we come to that realization that I need a Savior that will put us on that path of seeking the Savior. Then when we start to seek the Savior, we begin to, we, we begin to, like, I know for me it was a process. I know when God was working in my heart, he was drawing me. And it's like, I, I came to the place where I knew I was unclean. But then there comes the point to where, okay, well, what are you willing to lay down for him? Are you willing to lay down all of your life? Are you willing to lay down the stuff, um, not just, you know, we, uh, the thing is, is we as human beings, we're like, People that take things to donate. Usually we take our crap to donate, don't we? <laughs> right? We take the stuff that we don't want. We take the stuff that's just, you know, it's like I got this bicycle that's only got one wheel or, the, you know. Uh, Remember the cat couch? Yeah, I got a cat a couch that the cat used to pee on all the this time. This actually happened to us. Someone donated that to our church when we were pastoring. You know, and so. It was really nasty. And, and in Malachi, he talks about how uh, people were, um, <laughs> They were coming to the temple to offer sacrifices to God. They were bringing the lame and the blind and the the sheep that had gotten mangled by the wolf and things like that. And and God's like, this is what you're going to bring to me? And that's the way we are a lot of times when we come to Jesus. It's like, you know what, God, I kind of didn't like my temper thing anyway, so I'm going to give that up, okay? You know, and we, we kind of, we, we barter with God. It's like, you know what, I'll give you all the stuff that I really didn't like anyway, you know, and stuff. But, you know, um, I'm going to keep a few things for myself. And so, I don't know what that is. Rabbit. <coughs> oh, okay. So, I'm on a rabbit trail. I, to, I do that a lot. But, uh, yeah, um, so, and I, I think about, you know, like... You think about people like Hitler, you think about people like Jeffrey Dahmer, you think about like the worst people 
that you can imagine, the Unabomber and stuff like that, and you're like, what happened to that person? Because when that person was a baby, they weren't like that, right? No one is born like that. I mean, we're all born into sin. I'm not saying that, but you're not born a monster, right? You become a monster. And I've thought a lot about that. I'm like, well, God, if... Because if, there are people have, who have horrible <coughs> lives... And it, 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 and it turns them into monsters. I'm like, God, how can you judge that person? I mean, because, you know, like, think of the hell that some of these people have seen. Well, you know what? The thing is, is there are people who have been through equally situations just as bad as, say, like a Hitler or a Dahmer. And yet, they didn't turn out like that. Right? And what is the thing that separates them? The thing that separates them is forgiveness. The power to forgive, and that comes from gratitude, right? And so, um, so that's the thing. I mean, we can't blame the way that I am on my background. Because we, you know, a lot of us have had terrible backgrounds. A lot of us have had situations, family situations that weren't good. Um, a lot of us, our, our parents didn't treat us the way that they should and things like that. And we can, we can sit there and say, well, it's my background. It's my, you know, it's because I wasn't hugged enough as a child. It wasn't, it's because, you know, I wasn't treated right. Well, there's lots of people that haven't been treated right. So the only, our only solution is to come to Jesus with that. Bring your garbage, bring your junk to him and say, Lord, this is me. This is me with all my junk. This is me with all my garbage and stuff. And I'm not going to try to hide it. I'm not going to try to make excuses for it. I'm not going to try to cover anything up. Will you accept me as I am? And I will do whatever it takes to follow you. And whatever you call me to lay down, I will lay down. Whatever you call me to forsake, I will forsake if I can get you through it. And... You know, that's, yeah, I mean, it's tied up in gratitude and just worshiping him. And uh, I had something else. It's just like when, when you're saved from so much, you can't help but be thankful. God, we're so thankful. It's like the, the prostitute that, that um, bathed Jesus' feet with her tears yes. and then wiped his feet with her hair. Yeah. And, you know, again, you, you think about it, Israel is a very dusty place, right? I mean, it's yeah. a lot of it's desert and stuff, and they wore sandals, They didn't, you know, and stuff. And so when she's wiping, you know, weeping on his feet and wiping him with her tears, his feet were probably filthy. Yeah. And stuff, and it, and and the disciples are like, Lord, this look at this sinful woman wiping her hair all over you and stuff, and and Jesus said, you know what? It's those who have been forgiven much that love much. Amen. And the thing about it is, Amen. is every single one of us have been forgiven much. Amen. I mean, again, Amen. you you could be a banker that's that's never drank a beer or you know never. Um, tasted drugs or whatever it doesn't matter you know and that's the thing that I like about Freedom House is like it brings us all down to the same level and he, you know what I can relate to those guys because even though I've never been hooked on meth or I've never been to jail I know what it's like to be hooked on sin yeah. Yeah. and I know what it's like to be at the bottom yeah. 
and to be unclean and to be filthy yeah. and to know that, God, I need to be saved. I need to be washed. I need to be rescued. Yes, thank you, Jesus. And, uh, and so, yeah, that you, when we come to face-to-face with that, it will produce in us a gratitude. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is if we do not have that gratitude, it's because we have not seen as we ought to see. Mm, we have true. not come face-to-face with ourselves as we truly are in all of our hideousness, in all of our disgustingness, and, and seeing how great his grace and, is. Yeah, and seeing how great his mercy is. Yeah. Thank you. And Jesus. the thing is is we we you, you know, it's like we so many of us that just do the church thing and talk about going to heaven. Well, the Bible talks about in heaven day and night they're worshiping the Lord. <laughs> day and night they're saying holy, holy, holy is the Lord and day and night they're surrounding the throne of God. And as we were talking about earlier, just that worship service of millions of people in every tribe, tongue, and language, and every nation on the face of the earth worshiping God. And can you imagine just the worship service yes, that can go on when there's there's millions of people just all bound in one heart and one mind and in one accord just worshiping the Lord. And we're like, you know, it's like... If you're just doing the church thing, what what makes you think that you're going to want to spend an eternity in heaven, right? Because if we don't like worshiping God now, then what makes us think that we're going to enjoy worshiping God when we're in heaven? So the thing is, is is that God... Uh, what? I said that's worship. <laughs> so yeah, that is good. I mean, it's, it's just... Uh, and the thing is, is it, it's God is after our heart transformation. He wants to get to the root of who we are. And um, after that, everything will flow. It won't be me having to worship or me having to do the things of God or me having to do that. It's like, man, how can you not worship? Amen. How can you Thank not you praise the one who, who came for, yes. for me and who yes. died on the cross? And, yeah. You know who yes. who did all that, and Amen. so yeah, I mean Amen. that's that's Christianity, that's salvation, that's not church, Amen. it's not religion, it's not it's not going through the motions. That's that's the real thing. Amen. So. Praise God.